Uh, hello? Hey, uh, hey, this is, this is Garrett. Uh, I'm a, I'm a demon down here, uh, in hell. Uh, and, uh, I'm nervous. Uh, basically, uh, I want to record this because I'm the feller who's been putting out these your podcasts uh, for the last couple episodes, and uh, I've always been a big fan of the Director Showdown guys. I think they're real funny, and I've always been a big movie fan, and I uh, just thought it'd be a real shame if they weren't able to keep podcasting down here in their stay, and so, yeah, hi, I'm Garrett, everybody, and <laughs> Didn't think I'd have to say hi to everybody. This is kind of scary, but I wanted to come at you before the podcast here and let you know that, you know, unfortunately there were some technical difficulties in this episode uh, from around the six-minute mark to about nine minutes. I don't know what what we did wrong in the you know in my production here, but uh, I assure you, after about nine minutes, it's it's all hunky dory. It's all lay okay, but uh. Yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know that there's a bit of an issue there uh, with that. So, I sincerely apologize. Otherwise, it's a great episode. So, y'all enjoy. Y'all enjoy this uh, special uh, episode of Director Showdown. Okay. All right, Garrett out. Okay, goodbye. Nice to meet you. Bye. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Director Showdown. It's it's me, your your boy, your your uh, your boy Adam Dauphin, back at it again, trying to defend Tim Burton. Trying to keyword. Yeah, I think, uh, boy, I think you have your hands full on this one, TBH. Uh, what's up, guys? Uh, it's Brent <laughs> coming at you live from uh, from scenic. Hell, yep. From scenic hell. If you weren't, if you weren't aware, we are still down here, still battling for our souls. Yep. Mono e mono. Frankly, I feel like over the last couple episodes that we've both already lost. So well, yeah, no one truly wins with Tim Burton, Paul Feig. <laughs> but you know, you you do your best to try to, you know, try to make it make it a hell. Apparently, from according to what the pamphlet says. But yep. I do want to give a quick shout out to my mom. For getting me a podcast mic, I am hey. I am very I'm very uh, grateful that she somehow bypassed all the uh, the all the, the metaphysical rules yeah. that are in place. I think it went through hell security and it checked out for some reason. I think there is a way to send things down to hell. No, no I think it's because she's such a good soul that you know oh. that 
You know, she just uh, managed yeah. to get the mic down here for her devilish son. Yeah. You know, oh, that was so nice of her. That's very nice. And even the bless her heart, it doesn't connect to the, the sound mixer down here in hell. Yeah. But uh, we managed to be able to figure out to still use it. So thanks, mom. Thanks for hell the yeah. Christmas present that you, you threw down here to hell to burn, yeah. burn with Boy, me. I really wish I had gotten some something <laughs> for Christmas. That'd be really nice. But. Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Brent's mom for getting him absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom. Um, yeah, man, we are at it again. After after okay. this one, we're ha- oh, we're man. we're halfway done watching the uh, our our prime selection down here. Uh, our prime offerings. We're halfway done watching them, and yeah, I'm really <laughs> fucking glad. I don't know what we're going to do after that. I don't know. Well, it just it remains to be seen on how God will judge our souls, right? Like, that's yeah, that's the whole deal, right? I mean, that's the whole showdown we're It's a little, here. yeah, I mean, it's... Soul it's, down? Yeah. <laughs> Director soul, soul down, down is what it's called now. That sounds like a like a, a, a BET program. It does, yeah, right. <laughs> hey, well, Matt, the director soul down. See you, bitch. So racist. I, I killed that dead in its tracks. I can't even start. That's why with you're that. in hell. That is exactly why I'm in hell. Because you're a racist. If you think bigot. I'm a bad person and I should be, I should get in trouble for what I just did. Just keep in mind, I'm already in hell. So that's about as bad as it's gonna get. No, we we all know that when a white person does any sort of impression of any other ethnicity, it's yeah. automatically racist. Yeah. No matter true. how authentic it may be, Brent's yeah. impression was very authentic. <laughs> And yet he's a white man yeah. and does not and won't pass the libtards in Hollywood. It's not it's not gonna nothing gets by them. So we wa- <laughs> <laughs> So today we watched um we we picked up the next VHS and it and it said um Planet of the Apes and it, it, and boy it wasn't the original one. I was hoping that it might have been I mean, maybe they it, switched out the tapes. That's it, what I was it hoping. wasn't it wasn't <laughs> 1968 Planet of the Apes. Yeah, because the the case was the 1968 That's case. That's what I had a sliver <laughs> of hope, honestly. Yeah. But it the had, second that I remembered... Charlton Heston all over it. And the second that I remembered that, that you know, whose movies we were doing this season, <laughs> I, I just had, I had fear in my heart as soon as we popped it in that VHS yeah. and started rewinding it. It was a, it was a, I, I will say good, good joke, devil. That was, that was very, you got us real good. You're, you're so good at torturing. It's beyond belief. Yeah. So we are definitely marketing. Do not come down here because it's, mm-hmm. you, you think you're going to watch the original plan of the apes and you just get the Tim yep. Burton, 2001, the, the terrible, uh, half-ass reboot version. <laughs> Uh, about God, probably about twelve, thirteen years before the the, the, the good reboots uh, that were done, and uh, boy, yeah, this movie is uh, is a bunch of hot garbage, man. Yeah. Well, let's let's let them let's let's go down to our folks down at IMDb and yeah, utilize all the pa- the pamphlets that we have here. At- yeah, yeah. Whip at that paperwork. Yep. So, um, this one is given to us by. Uh, I don't even know which one I want to choose here. Now I go for the. Sh- you want sh- what do you want? Do you want long or do oh, you give want me, short? Give me a long one. You want a long give one. Give me a long one. Yeah. Okay. 
It is the year 2029, colon, astronaut Leo Davidson boards a pod cruiser on a space station for a, air quotes, routine reconnaissance mission. Well, yeah, okay. Well. But. Okay, but, hold. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm for. No, that's why you did, that's why you did the, the. The oh, quotes. oh! I didn't realize that yeah. there were spaceships no, it into is. wormholes in this movie's universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monkeys are supposed, to yeah, because they don't want to put human <clears throat> lives at risk. But anyways, hole lands him on a strange planet where talking apes rule over the humans <laughs> named Ari and a small band of human rebels. That's funny. Gorilla. Did he spell G U E? No, it, it wasn't that clever. Okay. Um. Atar. Now the race is on to reach a sacred temple within the Palankine's past and the key to its future. Well, that's fine. Good job, Tim. You, you did it. Tim's definitely in hell. I can just tell from the name. And then write an IMDb summary. Yeah. I mean, God bless you, Tim. Um, <laughs> You're doing, you deserve Doing better. the devil's work. That, that's about... That's like I guess what happens in this movie, huh? You know, that's that's it's funny we always react that way. It's like, oh yeah, that is what happens in this movie because every yeah. single one this season. very <laughs> convoluted, right? Like, it's it's new characters. It, it 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 there's like an armada of like these rebels. Call them Wait, like rebels that they're, are that they're, are like they're just primary... humans. What do you mean? Yeah, but there's like apes. Described it in my head, I thought you meant oh. like they were like hybrid human. Oh apes. no no no, was, apes and gorillas. Yeah, they're teaming up. Yeah, and it's it's it just throws so many like any characters. Well, you don't even give a shit about the middle the main characters either. Yeah, you really don't. And I think that's one of my biggest like problems with the movie is that there's just like in in the original it did a decent job of like setting up like Charlton Heston's like character another thing that this movie does is it makes the humans uh intelligence like on the level not more so and it's like very like elitist in that way where like the original it uh of like a downbeat like kind of uh are like apes basically like they're Mm, mm. they're basically like idiots in cages they don't really excel beyond that like throughout the entire movie because that makes sense like with with um a planet that's ruled by apes and there's humans occupying it as well and if if it's established that the apes are in power mm-hmm. then you should say that the humans are dumber yeah like that's just how it should be like why would something of equal intelligence and then they try like, to do because not... i think it's because this movie is trying to do more of like a like a slavery thing. Like Paul Giamatti right, yeah. has that line. It's like a racial or he took that line. Yeah, yeah, like of like separate but equal. And then he throws in all those lines and it's like, well, that's not, I don't, that doesn't make any sense really. Like how you would, I don't know. It's just really muddled and <clears throat> not very interesting. I thought the, the original's like depiction of it was a lot more interesting. Like you could have at least have, I don't know. Like, I, I think it goes back to how. Remember when we were watching this? I was like, "There's such terrible world building yeah. in not just this film, but anything that Tim Burton really touches. Mm-hmm. His world building it's just like, well, we're just gonna we're gonna throw you in here. We're gonna throw you into the Planet of the Apes, and you're just gonna." You're going to try to figure out how the culture is, but we're going to give you some exposition to help you out with plot points. But then, yeah, 
It's just a well, muddled mess. Yeah, his his uh, world building, quote unquote, is is so surface level. It's like when they first enter the like ape city or whatever at the beginning, and then you see. Like you just see apes doing human things, and that's like as deep as it goes. It's like like you see an ape giving a haircut to another playing ape basketball. Yeah, playing basketball. Exactly. Yeah. The kids. Like it's it's all just like surface level stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's not more interesting than that. Mm. Um, and everything that's everything that's like kind of unique to the culture mm-hmm. is given through dialogue as opposed to actually showing it. Yeah. Like with the whole there's a whole plot point in this film that says like like the um Helen Bonham Carter she is a the sympathetic chimp activist who wants to save humans cuz they think she thinks you know being cruel to humans but, but anyways yeah, yeah. they go with um Mark Wahlberg who's the main guy and they come across a river and she's like oh like apes don't like swim mm mm-hmm. mhm because they'll drown or something. Yeah. And like, that's, yeah, they, they just explain, they, they, he just, the exposition in that is just like, oh, they, we just don't like to. Well, them. it's just like a, it's you like a I mean? nonsense, like contrived plot device. Yeah. Like it, it has no, it has no, uh, There's no like connection to, yeah. yeah, it has no connection to like character too. Like it'd mm. be interesting, a lot more interesting if like she didn't like water for a certain specific reason like something happened in her past, like bam, character. Or maybe done. even like just saying that apes don't like maybe there's something in their history mm-hmm. that's like maybe there's a great flood or something like that would yeah, stop. I mean, them from bring, yeah, I might, yeah, might as well keep tying in like the biblical the, allegories. The thing. That's what like, I mean about world building. It's like that's exactly. an opportunity to say, hey, you know, we believe that yeah. water is a great evil or some shit like that. Something. Yeah. But it's just like, oh, you know, as apes, we just don't. It's it's all. <laughs> we don't like to go in water. Yeah. It's, it's like all super surface level. Like the, this movie's really. I don't know. It's like it's I feel like Tim Burton was like really pretentious in his making of this almost because it's like <laughs> he because he's like. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some funny stuff with uh, what you what you saw in that first movie, and it's like none of it's good. Yeah, but it's like no, I it's almost like this weird mean. like early 2000s nostalgia yeah. for like 60s and 70s no, for sure. movies, right? It's really weird. Like with all the with all the funny points, I'm you know I'm gonna bridge off of that yeah. that you were talking about. It's like how the apes reacted to a lot of things, and how he. It's supposed to be funny because it's like, oh, you're doing like a human thing, but you're acting like an ape sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, what's a what's a good example? Um, oh, when she, when one of the one of the girl apes was trying to do like a r- mating ritual thing, mm-hmm. you know, trying to be sexy, yeah, but she's yeah. just like, you know, screaming like an ape. Uh huh. And it was like supposed to be played off like a, as a comedic moment, but it was just like Tim Burton just saying, hmm, well, this is just how. That's just how monkeys would do it, because that's how apes are. Yeah, and it's yeah. like no, they're they're not just apes; they're like intelligent apes. So it doesn't mean they have to do everything like apes. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, that's the that's exactly. The, that's what that's a like a misunderstanding of like the genre that you're in. Like just yeah. because they're apes doesn't mean like we're like humans are apes, but mm-hmm. we don't. You know, it's act he's like he's apes, looking down know? on like on them. Yeah, this, exactly. Which, which, which is sounds, stupid. Yeah, I mean which sounds like 
I don't know, maybe obvious or something, but it's like both the reboots and the originals at least had this like respect almost out of like the the intelligence and of like the, the apes, yeah. yeah and the power of them and this movie it's just they're kind of just yeah they're kind of just wacky weird see it also flips the the message on its head because like clearly it was supposed to say hey you know these apes are like we shouldn't treat apes like this we shouldn't treat them as like you know animals and stuff mm-hmm. but then when you're conveying like the apes who are in power like stupid animals mm-hmm. and it's like what What are you trying to say tim burden like yeah you're you're saying one thing where you're like everything should be treated equally but you make them look like savages yeah exactly like, well, i don't he's like he's contradictory yeah and what he's trying to do um well i have a little bit of trivia here uh this is pulled from deep focus film studies.com what <laughs> got some uh some solid trivia here. You got the URL on that pamphlet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, we got to get our trivia from you somewhere. Said, no, no, yeah. see, the devil, he, like, printed these out, like, with a very shitty, like, print layout that you get when you print out, like, yeah, websites. When you, it's, yeah, it's, it's all like, out of no, Somebody doesn't know how to format, like, fucking printed <laughs> web pages. It looks like fucking garbage. Yeah, it's like um, it's like cut off and shit. Yeah, the exactly. There's terrible. half of a JPEG of an ape on here. <laughs> Um, I'm in office office hell now. <laughs> exactly. Jeez. Uh, with an estimated budget of a hundred million dollars. That's which, how much it was. Boy, oh boy, that's <laughs> this is fucking pathetic. Ugh. Uh, the film <laughs> the film cost more than the total box office profits of all the previous eight films combined. Really, dude, which is super interesting because they were pretty with or big. With, uh, inflation. Yeah, like uh, that's how. Yeah, that's how far inflation has come because those movies were pretty big. There's a reason they made five of them. Yeah. Um, even though the quality definitely took some steep like declines. Um, boy, a hundred million dollars though. Who gave Tim Burton a hundred million dollars? That had to how, all how go much? into effects, right? Like uh, makeup effects more. More so is what I'm thinking. I think it was all like costume design, probably right. Yeah. And Mark Wahlberg wasn't pulling the the G's at. Um, yeah. <laughs> Not yet. I Not guess. Not yet. Yeah. Um, He's getting there. Yeah, he probably cut cut Helena Bottom Carter a nice paycheck. Was he already married to her? I feel like they've been like married for a while. Boy, it's just like it's just like nepotism at this point, then, huh? Yeah, pretty much. It's just like, well, I mean, I pay you. I mean, that's fucking Hollywood. I pay you through my producers, and then we both get the paycheck. Hmm. Well, that's kind of how like the Cohen brothers and all those brothers, like, um, I guess, but they're like do. Because you get like a better deal with two directors as brothers, and you can split it That's because true. you're family. I heard that. Yeah, I heard that uh, in the DGA, the Directors Guild, that you can't be two directors unless you're brothers. Yeah, right. right? So That's I don't know how Lord and Miller do it because I don't know. They're not brothers, right? No, no. It's huh. weird. I don't know. That is interesting. Um, a Planet of the Apes remake had been in development hell since the 1980s. At one point in the early 1990s, Arnold Schwarzenegger was set to be the film's lead. Now that would have been that would have been fucking way great. better than whatever this is. And these these dumb apes, you dumb dirty apes. <laughs> <laughs> and later on in the decade, you're gonna love this. We almost got to see James Cameron as director. Oh my god! Actually, I would have preferred. Yeah, that, absolutely. Like, that would have been. I mean, I that would have been a competition. I give James Cameron a lot of shit, but he's like. I only give James Cameron 
a lot of shit post Titanic, I think. And then because he always yeah. got his Titanic and what Avatar after that, mm-hmm. right? That's it. Um, True Lies he did. Well, that was before. Yeah, that's before Titanic. Titanic. So I only pre Titanic his career is like fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you know you get. Well, Titanic's a technical masterpiece. I will say that, but it's just not <laughs> like a good movie. That would have been, uh, <coughs> yeah. I mean, that would have been interesting to see. I think he would have done a great job with Planet of the Apes, honestly. I yeah. I wonder how he would have approached it because the thing is, it, it would have been, been kind of, it would <laughs> what it would have been that the people are the Native Americans. And oh, then, he saved all that shit for fucking, fucking Avatar. Avatar yeah. man. You, you, oh, you know that's totally exactly right. what he he would totally do that, dude. You know what? That's really <laughs> funny. That's really funny that uh, he almost directed this because there was a point in this movie that I thought of Avatar. Fuck, it was it was when it's probably uh, I the think, horses part, right? Not even that. I don't think. I think it was when Mark Wahlberg crash landed. And he was in that, like, Dagobah-looking fucking, like, swampy area. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, a fucking Navi's about to pop out. <laughs> like, like that would have been fucking ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, this this actually bummed me out, this bit of trivia. So both Charlton Heston and Linda Harrison, who played Nova, she was the hot chick mm. in the original, uh, from the original 1968 film, make cameos. What? Where? When? Harrison plays a caged woman while Heston portrays an ape named Zias. Was I right about that? I think that was him. That was and him. That really fucking bums me out, dude. Dude, Charlton Heston's not really doing anything. That's probably why he did it. Well, because he's he's dead. I think we passed him by actually at one point down here. He's got he had a bunch of guns. It well, he's cool. he's definitely down here. In case you guys don't know, it's actually. But uh, he's got like the best suite in the in the fucking house, though. Like he's for he's, sure. Yeah, there's guns <laughs> all over the wall. It's actually yeah. a, a rule. I think I read in the pamphlet that mm. uh, if you're in the NRA, that you get a straight one way ticket down here. <laughs> it's really, I, I think that actually goes for Republicans too, and I'm not exactly sure about that yet. Um, <laughs> and Democrats, I'll look into it. Yeah, and Democrats. <laughs> I would both put of them. the the whole fucking Congress. Yeah, the be whole fucking squad down here, is honestly. down. Here. Like I don't see how there's a good politician out there, but yeah. um, no, Charlie has to be probably like he he has the exact same he he bought some real estate in in hell and it's the exact yeah. same thing. It's a Playboy Mansion, yeah. And all the girls are down here too, but the only difference is they got little little horns on their head. Exactly, That's the only yeah. Difference. And they a, a lot of his gals, I think, wear the kind of skimpy Planet of the Apes uh, attire, which I think he really likes. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's enough shitting on a dead man's yeah he uh, Charlton Heston's great so we love Charlton um yeah I mean that that just bums me out though man because like well what do you that expect? scene well it was like this is 2001 and when was yeah. the last like Apes movie like yeah it was gonna happen that yeah. well that's true and he was only in the first two he had a really small role in the second and then it was just new for people sure after yeah. that um. It made sense for him. Yeah, I mean, he was on his way out. He was yeah. probably, he was getting yeah, he into that, that Ridley Scott mode where he's making <laughs> fucking alien movies every year of his life, mm. um, just trying to make a legacy for himself. Like, it makes sense. But I, I just that scene bugged me. I guess knowing that it was him now, because I called it, dude. Yeah, yeah he like, did. I he did. It. I was just like, nah, he wouldn't do that. But he did. Uh, paycheck was probably pretty good though. Hundred mil. Ten of that's probably his, honestly. Yeah, I know. They probably paid him in guns. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, that whole scene is like this. It's basically revealing the twist of the original Planet of the Apes. 
where basically he's saying, long oh, yeah. ago, they just want, there was man. So what was it like? The, the Was that term you said, legacy sequel or some shit like that? Yeah, it's kind of trying to do, not, not even though, because it's not an actual sequel. It's just stealing the idea, stealing the concept. So like a legacy sequel, right? Wouldn't that be? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what your that's your that's your term. I don't know what that. Well, is. a legacy sequel is a sequel, but it's like it's like thirty years after the original. Yeah, so it it really is like a legacy sequel, right? Well, but Charlton Heston wasn't an ape in the original. Like oh, he was playing an so ape. So that's what it was. Because I oh yeah, that's right. So he well no he yeah he wasn't Charlton Heston. I'm saying like I'm saying character. like the legacy sequel is like still following the story of the original you know what i mean okay yeah yeah i see where you're i see where you're coming from like i don't i don't mean that like he's literally his the same directly character, okay yeah but the story i don't know itself. yeah it's like a weird middle ground between that i, don't, I think I don't yeah fucking no yeah <laughs> um but yeah oh shit yeah let me let me see what else is on this, this little paper here um so this although the film was a financial success Let's just think about that for a moment. Well, how much did it make? Yeah, uh, grossing over three hundred sixty-two million worldwide. How? More than double its budget. So that's how the fuck. Uh, this is interesting. Fox decided not to pursue it as a series. Uh, director Tim Burton said he would rather jump out of a window than work on a follow-up film. Well, you should have. You should have jumped out a window before Tim. he made this one. <laughs> she just. <laughs> Wait, how, what, how about what? this, Tim Burton? Let's send you into space. You can find yourself a wormhole, fly back in time, and jump off, uh, jump out of a window. <laughs> End up in his like when goth, you're a boy, his hot topic universe. <laughs> oh god! You know, save that for later because that's going to tie back into our version of the directors. Okay, the other yeah, directors. Okay. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, okay, the end of the movie in which Leo lands on an Earth populated by apes confuses audiences to this day. Uh, apparently, it is, however, similar to the conclusion of the novel by Pierce Boulet, which the films are based on. Hmm. Huh. I, w- I wonder what the ending of that book is then. Because no. I, know, I know Rod Serling from Twilight Zone rewrote the ending to the original movie. Oh, really? Yeah, hmm. like he wrote that ending. That that is a very Twilight ending. Super. That that's Twilight, why I love that movie. Twilight Zone yeah. ending. Twilight. Because I like I when fucking... the vampires come out <laughs> and they're shiny and covered in diamonds. Robert Pattinson comes out and he's like, <laughs> I'm, "I'm I love Robert Pattinson. He's great, man. He's great. I used to hate him. Um, I know, but I have so much respect for him because, like, I mean, we've talked about this a million times, but. Mm-hmm. You know, he sold his soul to Twilight to make all that money, and now he's making great film. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he's earned more than his soul back, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, he's doing uh, he's like reverse James Cameron, you know. <laughs> it's reverse. Like, like James yeah. Cameron was authentic to begin with, and then became a fucking yeah, chill. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, shit, man. Yeah, I mean, that's all for trivia. Uh, what else so you yeah, got? I mean, uh, uh, obviously. From the way that we talked about this film, like neither one of us particularly like it. <laughs> I yeah. mean, to be expected with uh, this one. But if if there's anything you can pick up from Tim Burton's signature, because I'm trying to think, is because we're on signature moves now. Yeah, yeah. And the only thing I could really grasp onto was maybe how um, Tim Burton um, filmed. Ooh. 
Mars Attacks, and it's kind of on long the same lines, just not as goofy as Mars Attacks. You were you were saying that I I'm interested to hear like how how so it reminded you of Mars Attacks because they're both like 1950s like B movies. You oh know? yeah yeah like, yeah. I think that this movie actually could have been enhanced if it was just in black and white. Like it could have been just like yeah. actually a way well, better movie. That's, that's interesting because if you I look think... through that scope, it's. Mm-hmm. It's like a better movie if you think it was made in the 1950s. Yes. I I definitely, I agree with that. And I think that this movie walks a really weird line. uh, Mm. Because like Mm. what I was telling you is that the reason that I actually respect Mars Attacks a lot more now and... um, This is also a hard thing to say. Yeah, because even thinking about it now, we had problems when we like rewatched it a while back. Yeah, but Um, but it knew what it was at least. It it yeah. mostly knew what it was, but it still had moments thinking about it. I was remembering that there were some that you and I were like, "Oh, they're trying to make us feel now. That's dumb. That's oh, yeah. not this movie." Sure, just keep it pulpy. Exactly. Yeah. And so this movie doesn't really know what it's trying to be. Isn't it's like that trying weird? to walk all these weird lines yeah. where it's like too self serious, but it is doing that pulpy stuff. And I feel like he didn't double down on any one of those. He tried to like have his cake and eat it, and it didn't really work out. I think the thing is like you can have your cake and eat it too if you know how to execute it well. Because like movies like Guardians of the Galaxy know knows how to weave like James Gunn knows how to weave the um authenticity and emotion yeah. into his self-referential and um kind of postmodernist like shit. You know, all the joking, all the jokes aside, yeah, yeah. you still care for these characters and they all like there's actually like genuine moments mm-hmm. while so that's the cake and eat it too you can have like i'm gonna make fun of like you know have some culture um mm-hmm. culturally relevant jokes like you know you have the 80s music pop music and then make fun of everybody yeah then you can still have like the emotional side yeah but tim I, burden didn't know how to do that here because it was yeah. that weird so Mixture. it's I think I think what it is is tone. Yeah. It's like he he doesn't know how to balance tone very well. And it's like he's made movies where he is is better at that. This is definitely not one of those. <laughs> mm. I think uh I was I was listening to something I think it was like the Directors Guild interviews for some like director. It might have been Paul Thomas Anderson and he was saying that like that's that's really all that directing is is tone control. Like that's that's like your goal as a director. Yeah, what was that quote where it's like you, it, it's all about um, manipulating the emotions of the audience, and that's mm-hmm. via tone for sure. Exactly, mm-hmm. and 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 this movie's just it's just kind of all over the place. So like you yeah. can't that and like the lack of like character development is like really really just drags this movie down for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many fucking like we said the beginning here. You, you you got Mark Wahlberg, mm-hmm. who is a U.S. He's like I'm I'm U.S. Air Force. Uh, was he a captain? Yeah, right? I think he's a captain. Yeah. And he's like his archetype is generic, like g- generic uh, protagonist man. Yeah, he's who's like good at he's everything. Nothing. Yeah. It's so weird. You're starting off on a weird foot already with Marky Mark in your fucking space movie. Like it's. Yeah, it's really strange. You know, I've never. I guess Transformers is a sci-fi movie. Yeah, but it's funny to see him in space. I guess <laughs> I don't know. It's just yeah, dude. It's because like 
all I can imagine him is like he needs to have a a badge and is in Boston. Like that's all I can imagine yeah, him being that's, in. That's his yeah, that's where he thrives. But Absolutely. even in this movie, I was like, why is he just not in Boston right now? <laughs> why is he not in Boston? <laughs> that's he- where oh, imagine if he crash landed at the end in the fucking Red Sox stadium, dude. And then there's fucking Matt Damon as an ape. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and then he shoots Matt Damon or something. Or and then he walks he up and says, how about them apples? <laughs> and then he hands him a big fucking uh, Red Sox Stadium Frankfurter hot dog. Hot and dog. They, and then they watch the ape Red Sox fucking <laughs> win the World Series. <laughs> if that's what would, if that happened, oh you know, my God, that dude. would probably redeem I this I would have flipped on this movie I so fast. I would have like caught clapped my hands well anyway we'll, 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 before we attack the ending again yeah yeah let's just we'll just go back to so mark Wahlberg <laughs> is trying to get him because mm-hmm. black the wormhole is not safe for humans so they use chimps instead even though you could use a probe yeah i don't know why you need to use a chimp i don't know but then it's been no, they you know why to, you know why? why i was thinking about this in the beginning because i was like i was like why do they have like a bunch of monkeys on the ship. Oh, they're trying to do a thing where they like draw a parallel. And then it ended up being that the ship created the planet of the apes, which I don't know why, which is just dumb. Like, it's yeah. Just, Cause the ship was like a ruin. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's such a like small, like it's a stupid twist. That's yeah. It's such a like... small, like twist to do because like the original, like you just felt like Charlton Heston was a part of this much bigger thing that he had no control over. And then in this movie, it's like the hero's journey thing of like, Oh, this guy is in control of everything and has caused everything that is happening right now. Right, everything and was dependent on him. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, like so everyone else had like and, fucking zero agency in this movie. Yeah. They were all just following the, cool fucking cool Bostonian guy. Yeah, yeah. Boston cop, man. <laughs> Boston cop, yeah. Um, so he shows up the planet, and he, and he doesn't know what's going on. He meets some apes. No shit, right? He gets trapped. Mm-hmm. Meets up with Helen Baum Carter, who's a... Who's activist. Who's a, a human activist, I guess is what you would call it. You know what? This movie... Yeah, this movie really could have benefited from cutting out, like, half the characters... Cause it's it yeah. just makes it like a big messy yeah. Cause like there's that hot chick the mm-hmm. uh, the blonde one who yeah. who did not look like she she was a savage. She, she looked like she just get came back from a tanning bed in Hollywood. Yeah, well she's Michael Jackson. No, right? I'm talking about no, I'm talking about um oh, cleavage yeah, yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's cleavage woman. Cleavage woman. Yeah, that's probably her name. And I she's like is, yeah. perfect tan, perfect skin, all that shit. Heck yeah, dude. And uh, and she like I don't you know I should have counted how many lines she had in this movie because she was supposed Probably to be like three that or four right? like very she minimal. would just look out into the distance so many times yeah like how actually let's compare it to you've seen the original one yeah yeah sooner than I have so how does she compare with the woman yeah. in that one well the woman in that one says no lines because she can't speak well see but that actually makes <laughs> sense as pertinent to the plot right. It it is, but the way they portray her is a little. The gender well, the, politics the, are a little okay. weird. Wait, that's a little bit. She's like naked the whole movie, but 
It's a little bit excusable. But with, I would, yeah, I would argue with that that, plot, that almost it respects her more than this movie does. Because you know chick. that she can do something in this movie, in yeah, the modern but she doesn't. one. In, in that one, it makes sense because she's like raised in slavery. Yeah, she wouldn't and, know how to speak English yeah, and stuff. pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then they add like a weird love triangle. Man, that was weird. Yeah, was... he literally kisses an ape woman and then Helen the Bottom Carter and Hot Woman. At the end. At the end. And it's weird. He, like, Mark Wahlberg, it was so funny how he executed it. Yeah. Because with hell, with uh, with the ape, with the uh, ape activist woman, he gives her, like, a little peck. You know, it's yeah. like a little, little sweet one on and the lips. the human woman. It was, like, a full-on fucking, like, make-out yeah. sesh. Why, you know? why is he, so he's, like, racist towards apes, right? Yeah. He's rapist. Is Tim Burton racist? He's rapist. He's rapist? <laughs> Jesus Christ. We'd be a super a good fucking joke. libel if That's we weren't in hell. Joke. Yeah, um, yeah we in hell you escape every, all legal yeah, legal, all shit. legal yeah. ramifications. Yeah. They have really good lawyers down here. I don't That's think you realize that. Yeah. Hell is full of lawyers if yeah. you don't know. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> buck wild. Um Atticus Finch is down here. Yeah. They they actually hired they got him on lease from from heaven. He comes down every summer. Um <laughs> Oh shit! We were doing uh, uh, <laughs> trademarks, right? Or oh, signature moves. signature moves, trademarks, trademarks. Jesus Christ! Yeah, sorry, we went off topic. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, sig moves. Yeah, I got I got some sig moves. Um, sig the moves. fucking sets. Oh yeah. Once again, you feel like you're watching a goddamn stage play um, with a bunch of people in costumes. And the thing is, I was telling you when we were watching it, like with Batman, that kind of works in that. Right. It doesn't work for me, but I can at least recognize that like that it is, had purpose to it yeah it had know? purpose it like you kind of get a sense that it's adding to like the the kind of vibe of the movie and in this movie it doesn't at all like this world should feel big and yet it, when they're in like the ape city everything feels so confined and like aged and like yeah it doesn't bad. feel connected to their um wide shots wide angle shots of like the entire Colony, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they'll show, they'll show an image of like the colony, and it's like this huge ass like yeah, this forest in the middle of forest the desert. pyramid, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's huge mm-hmm. in the middle of a desert, yeah. And then you'll cut to them being in the colony, and mm-hmm. it's just like a bunch of jungle. And in your mind, you it's hard to connect the two the way that it's filmed. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel like there's a huge discrepancy. There is no smooth transition between the two. Yeah. So it's like a huge knock on Burden's directing. I'd say like, it's yeah. that is actually unforgivable. You know? <laughs> yeah. Cause like as a director, you're supposed to be able to connect those things together. Like the scope and yeah. the story. And even, even getting into his directing and how he shoots, this this movie and I really need to like pick out more specific examples because this is always like it's been all three seasons. It's always hard for me to describe the actual like shot selection and like why it's good or why it's bad, like for Spielberg or Burton. And his like the way he shoots is so boring in this movie. Oh yeah. It's it's so like fucking I think there's a reason why you like connect connect it with like a fifties pulpy sci-fi thing and i think that's because his his directing of it one it feels small because of the sets and all of that but also the way he shoots it is also so boring and it's so it's so like a b a b 
uh, we're looking at this guy. We're looking oh, at the guy in front get, of him. Get us started with uh, the, the choreography. Action? Yeah, yeah, dude. Oh my god. I, I feel like I feel like they had a uh, like a stunt coordinator or something, and then they fired him two weeks before filming <laughs> began, and had to like improvise fight scenes. That's the thing. I think that he had. I mean, I'll, I'll give Tim Burton. I'm gonna propose like benefit of the doubt here, just for the sake of argument. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he wanted to go full '50s B movie, but then the studios might have said like, "Hey, you need to make this a little bit more mainstream because this is a hundred million dollars, and <laughs> a lot of people are gonna watch this as remake of a beloved yeah. franchise sort of thing." So it was kind of like, uh, well, I guess we had to make it more accessible. And then you, he also wanted to have his B movie shit. Cause like, I think this movie yeah. could have been enjoyable if it just like doubled down on very, the cheese factor, the B movie factor. Yeah. And just make it like a, cause like you can do that stage setting if it's conveyed in that B movie fashion. Like that's cool to yeah. do that. I yeah. think that'd be really cool. But it's like, you're right. It's like this weird, mixture of trying to be a serious filmmaker yeah which it's and then the trying to, it's like nah you shouldn't even yeah exactly you know, dude it's know. like it's weird it's uh yeah but the new movies the, the new more. movies mm-hmm. are serious in tone though right even though they're about apes yeah, they're they're very serious yeah. yeah especially the second and third um but but that that all comes back to there's a hmm I don't know. I haven't really like thought about this in my head, like why the new movies are successful in doing that. I think because the new ones and like Matt Reeves, the director of them is, uh, is like incredibly competent. Well, yeah, he's a great, he like, he's a great technical director, but he's also really, really sympathetic to the characters and it puts characters first, like over everything else. And he's, and he treats that like, respectfully and like sincerely there's not a fucking ounce of irony like in those movies well that's the thing is that you need to if you're gonna do a movie start with the characters unless you have such an air if you have an airtight plot Mm -hmm. like primer for for example it's an air it's it's an airtight plot and you don't really need to have too much characterization even though there is some a little but it's not like the best but it didn't matter because the plot was amazing so You but always want to start from the character standpoint with yeah. at least uh, general audience movies, mm-hmm. you know, and this is just, it was not, <laughs> the plot was so whatever in this movie. Oh my God. I mean, yeah, I mean, getting, 90... getting into like the plotting stuff, it's, there's so many moments that Mark Wahlberg, like it, it takes all the tension out of the situations. Oh yeah. That's and right. It, it right. bugged the hell out of me because, yeah. uh, and I, I'm, I, it's really hard for me to like just watch this movie without the newer movies and the fucking originals. No, like in my fair. head, it's really hard yeah. for me to do that. But it's, it's like if you're gonna, I don't know, at least like do what's good in the at least the originals. Uh, that's all that was out at the time. But it's what, what I liked about those is that like Charlton Heston was like he was always powerless in those. Like he was, he was basically gave, that gives a sense of tension, right? Like exactly. He like he was, he never yeah. had any control until the end when there was like kind of a fight sequence. Um, and, and then in this movie, Marky like Marky Mark. Mark is just like this powerful. Badass, yeah. He's so awesome. And he has this cool laser gun that like they have to break that or else it breaks the movie. Shit. Yeah. yeah. 
it would break the movie until it comes back later as a Cole 45, which boy, <laughs> we're going to have to talk about that, huh? So, <laughs> okay. So, uh, Marky Mark, uh, he crash lands and he get, he has a gun. Uh, huh. That that literally shoots explosives. Like I have shit you not. Yeah. It blows up shit. The rounds are explosive rounds. And when he acquired that gun, I was like, well, this is yeah. this is way too overpowered. Like like the monkeys or the apes were like just have like spears, right? Like they're very medieval based weapons. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, well, that's it's done. Like Mark has like this. <laughs> Like well, no, you know, it's 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 really funny that you say that because I'm yeah. sure the screenwriter thought the same thing. Yeah, he's like, when he wait, wrote it, he was like, yeah, this is fucking rad. Ah, shit, though. Uh, that means he can just blow up everybody. Yeah, and then like an <laughs> ape grabs it and says, "You might use this against us," and he destroys he just it, breaks it. And it's like, like, well, no, I would if I was the ape, I would keep that and say, "This is mine now." Yeah, and like that's it. That's all you had to do. And then, okay, God. so referencing what we were about to say, like at the end, um, Tim Roth, ape, who's the antagonist here. Yeah, did we mention Tim Roth's in this? Uh, Mr. Orange. He's uh, a monkey, Larry. <laughs> He's fucking dying out here. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, I'm a fucking ape. I'm a fucking ape. That was actually the the scene when he had the Colt forty five was the original scene in uh, Reservoir Dogs. It is. It's the. It's kind of a stealth prequel to Reservoir Dogs. Is what I was not expecting. <laughs> like after the fact. <laughs> oh my god! They just reused footage that Tarantino threw oh, out. Oh god! They yeah. dressed up Tim Roth in an ape outfit. <laughs> for he's like, as Mister Orange, so he could fit into like the, the thieves. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! It's too good. But no. So it was established that the gun that Mark Wahlberg has is a cylinder. Like you look at, it, it looked like a sci-fi gun, really. Like it was like very sci-fi. Yeah, it, it looked almost like exactly like a Star Trek phaser, like right. from the original series. Yeah. So it looked super sci-fi, and then uh, they acquire another one at the end, mm-hmm. and uh, Mister uh, Tim Roth, Tim Roth ape, uh-huh. uh, has one, and he's about to shoot them, but then you know. He's I don't know closed. how you caught this, clo- dude. I didn't catch it when, when you did and rewound it. Because <laughs> I, I was so thrown back by it. Yeah. Because what happens is that they close the blast doors, and he starts shooting at the blast door, but it, nothing happens, obviously. Yeah. And for, like... So, it's very... Like, the gun actually is a big, like, plot point. Because they establish mm-hmm. that the guns are showing that humans are smart, and they can... They have technology, whatever. So yeah, yeah. To, in my mind, like it was kind of like embedded as like an important prop. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's why you, that's why I remembered what it looked like. It looked <laughs> like a fucking spacey sci-fi blaster. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And then for like a few seconds, he's jumping around with the blaster and it looks like a fucking Colt 45. Yeah. It's like a prop, like a silver prop yeah. Colt handgun. Yeah. It's and a handgun. I'll, I'll uh, link a picture to this on Twitter. So, yeah, look yeah, for my so Twitter, see- and then you'll see how dumb this looks. It's really fucking <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's so fucking funny because I, yeah. like, I saw that, and I was like, hold on. what? I just, I'm seeing a monkey, an ape, hold yeah. a, a Colt 45. Like, yeah. Which is somehow even wackier than a weird sci-fi space <laughs> yeah. gun, right? Because you can somehow, like... It's believable for him to hold a wacky space gun. Yeah. But with a cult, it's just like fucking funny. It's like, no, no, no. No. 
It's a step too far. So I had to rewind. I had to press the rewind button on the VHS. I'm glad you did. uh, I'm glad I caught that. That's that's like uh, (laughs) if you guys listen to the Jaws episode. That's like us fucking catching the 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 falling stars. Yeah, that was weird. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into this moment and see if anybody's like commented on it. Yeah, I mean, who's watched this enough to like really like give a shit? The fucking guy. I just can't believe no, because like the thing about it that's interesting is that. It was all in the same area. Like, there was no difference. So, like, how many takes did it take to finish that scene? Did it take multiple days to finish it? Because if it did, that would be the only reasoning that you just somehow lost the prop. You know what I mean? Like, the blaster just somehow disappears and it's replaced with a Colt. And then I guess Tim Burton was like, well, it's fine. They won't notice that. It's like, Or maybe somebody was trying... Maybe Tim Roth was trying to sabotage the movie. And he told a... He told like a a, a fucking uh, like a grip. He was just like, "Hey, get, get, fucking come over here," or however he talks. Oh, you gotta do a British accent. He's hey, just... fucking come on over here. <laughs> I want you to find me a coat prop, and I'm gonna hold it in this scene, sit in this dumb spice gun. <laughs> and then, then, then he held that, yeah. and Tim Burton was like, "I don't, I don't fucking care. I don't know." I what's mean, happening. Tim Roth was trying to work on his portfolio, I guess. And yeah, to, yeah. He, Dude, yeah, but he, he was good as the villain. Ape. I don't know though. Like I love he, he I love Tim Roth. It up. Like that was I couldn't tell yeah. it was Tim Roth. Like that's gotta count that's, for maybe something, I guess. That's true. You're right. He was somebody else. I don't know if it was good, but it was something <laughs> else. <laughs> but man, I could I could act as something else. It does not mean my acting is good. Yeah. That's for sure. He just he sounded like a monkey who didn't get any fucking Putang. And was horny as for fuck, sure. and was just really well, angry he was horny about it. For uh, for Michael Jackson, Helena Bonham Carter. By the way, Brain is referencing that she does look like almost Michael exactly Jackson. like. I'll link another picture uh, so you guys can see just she how really much she does. looks like Michael Jackson. She really does. Because um, <laughs> I remember when I saw I saw this movie in theaters. I remember seeing this movie in theaters because yeah. the ending confused the shit out of me. Like the ending is really the only thing I remember from this movie. Mm. Boy, this can't be my first like movie going, theater going memory. I'm gonna kill myself if that's true. No, I've definitely had one. No, this. I, I, yeah, Phantom there's, Menace. I there's no Phantom way. Menace, that's not exactly a good one. Either. It's not. It's no. There's probably a good one. I'm sure, but yeah, I just remember being so confused uh, by the fucking ending. Well, ending doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense now, even with the context. Yeah, not that at all. We have. They totally. Yeah. It's. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, even as a kid, I thought that she looked like Michael Jackson. Is what I'm trying to say. But uh, so on that note, what would uh, <laughs> what would Paul Feig do? Is what I want to know. Let's, okay, so let's, I'm let's gonna get into that. I'm gonna say what are like. Are you saying parameters here? Like uh, not parameters, but this is our our like leg into or however you say that our foot into, uh, like how we're gonna do this is gonna take place. There are wormholes in this movie, Adam. Okay. Okay. And so Mark Wahlberg chases an ape into a wormhole. Chases one. Yeah, that's what he did, right? Why was he going into the fucking? Oh, I I just imagined him like on a zoo, and he just like he's running after an ape that runs into. So no, go ahead. So okay, Mark Wahlberg goes through this wormhole, right? You have something coherent. You're not just making this up right now, are you? I'm not just making this up. You have a no. This is a cohesive full. Fully developed thought. And he sees this planet once he goes through this wormhole, right? And he sees the he sees the he's little, in a little the spaceship, monkeys right? he's in one a little spaceship. in front of him. Yeah, he's in a spaceship. 
And so he goes down on the planet and then he, he goes in and he crashes and there are cages everywhere. And just and like, there's yeah, just yeah. all these creatures everywhere. Mm-hmm. All these, he sees mapes in there. It's still Mark Wahlberg. You still, would it's still Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Absolutely. And he gets out and Matt Damon walks up and he says, we bought a zoo. We bought a zoo. Is that is that and, a Paul and Feig he crashes thing? into We Bought a Zoo, the film. But that's with a Matt Damon. Cameron Crowe. I know that's a Cameron Crowe movie, though. <laughs> I just wanted to say We Bought a Zoo because it's Planet of the Apes. All right. Well, let me let me let's let's backtrack. Let's start all over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's, let's reverse it. Let's not cast Mark Wahlberg because Mark Wahlberg oh, would not be okay. interesting. The person who who okay. do you think be? <sighs> Man, we've burned that joke. So yeah, yeah, we've already fucking destroyed yeah. all the Paul Feig like regulars as jokes thing. Does he um, have male leads in any of his Ooh. Lewis Black is um... Oh shit, dude. <laughs> oh man. While these chimps trained by the CIA? <laughs> I think I'm would... a terrible Lewis Black. That's, that's awful. That's as good as it's gonna get in twenty seventeen, yeah, my sure. friend. Because no one's seen Lewis Black <laughs> since like the two thousand yeah. Boy, yeah, that's right, huh? <laughs> oh man. Is he dead? Did he sexually assault somebody? Oh man, Is he, he probably here? did. Lewis Black seems like the type of guy who'd do that stuff. Probably would, yeah. I always thought <laughs> him and Al Franken were the same person, actually. <laughs> you know that's not the it's really fucking funny. <laughs> I kind of did though. They look the same. Oh my god, <laughs> they do though. Yeah, it's funny. It's, um, yeah, okay. I mean, what do, what do you what are you thinking for? Let's like well, workshop this. Together. I I, I want to. I would like to bank off of the Ghostbusters kind of um, mythos, I guess, because it okay. it makes it's kind of related because it's wacky too. So yeah, in. Since you never finished Ghostbusters, I haven't um, seen. Are we gonna watch? Is that in the pile of VHSs? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Oh. I mean, I haven't looked through those fucking VHSs, dude. But um, in the movie, like they go through like a portal. So there, like he has a sure. portal, and um, okay, Mark, let's make it easy. Mark Wahlberg is still in this. Mark Wahlberg's a Ghostbuster. Mark Wahlberg is a um, astronaut ape buster. Hold hold on a second. I think I, think I I think I just made the best movie I've never seen in Mark Wahlberg as a Ghostbuster. Where the fuck is that movie, dude? It's not gonna Holy happen. Holy shit! Because Sony's a garbage. That's like, true. Yeah, film. Sony doesn't know what to do. I'm sorry. To continue film. though. Yeah. You were on. You were on to something. Yeah. So um, he he he's part of Space Corps corpse. Yeah. Corp. And um. He opens up a portal to another dimension, mm-hmm. and he the they have like a they'll have like a rope line, you know, lifeline thing that the ape goes on, uh-huh. and he sends him in because it makes more sense to me. Like you know, you you wouldn't just send an ape like in. I don't know in the yeah. way that this. Movie so are they? Like, they're still on Earth. Yeah. Why do you even have to be in space? Yeah, I know for I all know. the shit that they did. <clears throat> I mean, I guess. I guess it's like a Fantastic Four thing where like Well, in 2001 the, the wormhole like showed up near Saturn. I thought that was a reference to it. What? The, that actually that happened? That's yeah, a thing. The wormhole like showed up on Um No, wait. Yeah, wasn't it? The are you just thinking of are you th- do you think is interstellar, interstellar is real I don't life? know. I don't know why. <laughs> No, no, like, no, had no, because like I confused, rock. I, I confused Interstellar with 2001 and I thought that 
that's how like my mind got fucked oh, in that way. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. You know gotcha, what I mean? Gotcha. Okay. But anyways, yeah. So the, who cares about space? They're on Earth instead. Sure. Because yeah. I I don't think Paul Feig really would attack space that much. Yeah, he'd keep it cheap. <laughs> he'd keep it grounded. Uh, and then know, it'd be a zoom in on Mark Wahlberg's face, like when when the when the ape like goes through the wormhole. He's like, yeah. oh. There would have been so many. There would have been so many hijinks in this movie. So many fun little no, instead, bits. Oh, I got it, dude. Yeah. Instead, like Mark Wahlberg meets up with like a ragtag group of little apes. Like they're all children apes. <laughs> and he's kind of like he's got he's, he's got to corral them. Like, yeah. It's like, come on, you gotta help me get back home, guys. And help they're just like causing a whole. Yeah, a whole bunch of shit. Oh boy, yeah, it just turns into fucking hook at that point, yeah, right? Like, yeah. like pretty much. Oh, dude, that's totally oh, it. Man, I think yeah. because oh, like great. this yeah. this movie is much easier to do than unaccompanied minors. Uh, in that like it's kind of it has kind of a weird wacky tone that I think like Paul Feig could fuck around with. He could fuck like around he would with. really fuck around with like the. Like that weird, silly sense of humor that Tim Burton has in this movie. Mm. Like, I think you would have like a lot of the same little jokes, yeah. but without any of like the heavy handed commentary. Maybe, maybe he would still try to shovel. No, that he would in. have the heavy handed commentary. Yeah, you haven't seen Ghostbusters, so yeah, I guess we'll we'll see. He would make it into like political statement, kind of yeah. like how Tim Burton was doing it anyway. So yeah, and that's that's what bugs me most I think about this one is is how heavy handed and like overdone all of that shit was because in the original there was there was a lot of nuance and like you got it but it didn't have to like hammer you over the head with all that bullshit. Yeah you, you get it you yeah. get it and then slavery, the, the originals don't even really or I mean the, the new ones don't even fuck with that. Like it's not to that point yet so they mm. don't have to get into it. But um yeah I mean it's it's I don't know man. He tries to do too much and none of it really works <laughs> well paul Feig decides to get mark Wahlberg to, to, to lead these these kids these ape kids didn't no he didn't have a role in uh because i was thinking of uh <laughs> the cop movie with him and will ferrell that's great I oh no that the other guys that. yeah the that other guys adam mckay that okay that was there's adam no McKay. way paul Feig touched that no I'd, good movie <laughs> okay <laughs> But but that movie and other ones have. So Mark Wahlberg would have the chops. He has today. the chops. Yeah, I mean, Daddy's Home, maybe. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> Daddy's Home. I don't but know. I think if Mark Wahlberg just is is whenever Mark Wahlberg is set up with a competent director, like he is really good. Like I think Peter most Bird, people, yeah. anything like, if you have a good director, like Adam Paul Thomas, yeah, Paul Thomas yeah. Anderson makes That's Adam exactly what good. I went to. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Any director will know how to cater to, and know the how actor, to use a you know, you, no matter how bad they are. Yeah, you know, use them to their fullest potential. But on any rate, uh, yeah, he meets up with those kids, and they go. He has to go find a way they back go get home. home. What would the twist be? I wonder in Paul Feig's movie. I mean, wh- anything we say is better than the one this movie does. Yeah, that's very it's true. So bad. That um, the patriarchy uh, is terrible, and uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what 
that that like men have caused all of the pain and suffering in the world. Right. Yeah, some shit like that. <laughs> and there's no woman. And they actually, everyone's everyone has like penises. There's no woman in the uh, oh in yeah, in the world. Yeah, they yeah. killed them all because yeah. the men are monsters, and yep. none of them are funny. Men are funny. Only women are funny. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Deal with it. Uh, oh, oh man, Jesus. that's why we're in hell. Yep. See, Paul Fee, you, you've earned your place in heaven because of your defense of women's rights. Yep. <laughs> and he gets, I can't even he gets say so that, many like, people jobs, man. You remember all those good points I made on that last episode? Get so many people. Yeah, how many jobs have jobs. we given out to people? Probably that guy got that guy on uh, iTunes who's like, you know, yeah. Jim <laughs> iTunes, I think is his Jim. name. He's the one who's like working on, you know, mm-hmm. making sure everything's stable for our podcast. So thanks, yeah. Jim iTunes. Well, he's not doing a good enough job because he hasn't flagged any of our uh, copyrighted music yet. So maybe well, that'll happen. Maybe future. Jim's a true cool guy and he yeah, knows. Yeah. He's like, you know what? He's like, it's, it sounds like they're. Uh, doing music reviews so i'm not gonna flag this <laughs> <laughs> but anyways do you have anything else to add to to what paul feig would do <sighs> not really man i think it's about all i got it's like it's so hard because it's not because like even this movie wasn't really tim burton-esque you know what i mean it was kind of like just a bad movie <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I think that's that's a side of him, though, is like this person who he's dude, he really loves doing remakes. And that's to me, that's a sign of a director who. <sighs> you know, what's interesting about what we talked about mm-hmm. with Batman, because Batman was like this technic technically remake of a TV show slash comic. Mm-hmm. And Tim Burton was attached to do it to do it, and then he does this, where you know it's another like kind of remake sort of thing. So, but there was infinitely better films that were on the same subject afterwards, and we have that context of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of weird to to see it because yeah. I feel like that kind of skews the perception a little bit because you know what good tastes like. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you you've had like you've had really good cheesecake and then you see like you've had, then you try like the first invented cheesecake and it's just not like perfected or anything. Yeah. You're like, well, this is like, that is, that is kind of interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like, that's like going to, you've never had fast food your whole life. Right. You've never, you've never eaten out. You've only had fucking home cooked like TV dinners your Mm. whole life. Um, and you get taken to, McDonald's and you have yeah. a McDonald's cheeseburger and you say, holy shit, yes. this is so <laughs> fucking good. This is the best thing I've ever had. This is great. And then a week later, somebody takes you to Chris Madrid's. Yeah, Chris Madrid's or something. And yeah. then you're like, holy shit, this is unbelievable. Mm. This is so good. Just cheese everywhere. This is amazing. And then somebody says, hey, you want to go to McDonald's? And you're like, eh. I can go to Christmas. Like, I've there. already tasted the forbidden fruit. So like, yeah. I, I don't really want to go back to that. That's kind of like his whole shtick. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? Right? Because like, <laughs> yeah. like, he he just claims, well, you know, I did this first and I don't know. But yeah, and what what bugs me too, and I was I was talking about his like remakes, is he, he's done so many remakes, man. Like he's done this. 
He's done Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He's done Alice in Wonderland. He's doing was Dumbo. Mars Attacks a remake? I don't think it was. Hmm. I don't think it was. Um, and he's doing Dumbo now. Why? Because <laughs> Disney's got him on payroll. Uh, and I think he's done like at least one other one. And it's like, I don't know, man. He just takes these like kind of easy paychecks to just remake a thing that's already been done. And I, none of his remakes, I feel like, are good. I don't know. We'll see about Dumbo. I doubt that's going to be good. There was a picture that came is out. It, from is it? Is it CGI? Was it like Dumbo animated? itself is, but everything else is live action. And Dumbo <laughs> itself looks fucking scary. It like the elephant looks fucking terrifying. Who's so in it? You know. Uh, somebody. It actually has a good cast, man, which is kind of baffling. But well, Tim Burton knows a lot of like. I mean, Amy Adams fucking works for yeah. Tim Burton. See, and then he has those movies, dude. He's a weird director, man. Like he. Well, that's like Ridley Scott, man. Like Ridley Scott is like he has some really shit movies, yeah. in his belt, but then he makes like fucking masterpieces. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Tim has ever done a masterpiece. I don't think he's capable. Big Fish. I think it's a masterpiece. I mean, it's it's really great. Everyone says that Ed Wood. I haven't seen Ed Wood, but apparently either, yeah. that's like his like creme de la creme. Sort best of thing. movie. Yeah. I mean, who makes their best movie first? Was that his first movie? That was his first movie. I thought that was like in the nineties. No, some no. Well, that huh. was his first. Yeah, that was his first movie. I think. Who makes it? I mean, it's called it's called you know one hit wonder sort of thing. Like he's just yeah. Make, I mean, you get the achy, breaky heart, and then after that, it's just all downhill. <laughs> dude. That, think, that's a comparison I want to go think Cyrus is down here, Cyrus, yeah, is he fucking down here? Well, he will be when he dies. I don't think he's dead yet. <laughs> His career is, to use that joke again. I know we already used that one. <laughs> oh, Fez, where are you at, dude? Oh, Fez. Let's just God, talk about Fez. You know, we didn't give him enough <laughs> airtime on the last one. Oh, Fez, God bless you, man. He tried. He tried to dig Why his way out up, of that hole. Cook up your buddy Ashton Kutcher. He's doing pretty well for himself. You know what's, you know what's a bummer, dude, is that uh, a, a multi-time rapist slash Scientologist had a better career than Fez. Danny Masterson or whoever the That's fuck his too, name he is. He was my favorite character on that semi show though. Him, that, his bad. character was good. Yeah, yeah, he was funny. But that guy's yeah. But he's a scum. Yeah, yeah, scumbag. <sighs> Boy, how'd we end up here? What else Fez. we got? Okay, so uh, let's just run through historical context really quick. That was this was in two thousand one, less than four months before nine eleven. And we all know why nine eleven happened because of this movie. The terrorists saw it and they said. It's go time, motherfuckers. Yep. Hey, let's time to do it. Let's do it. This American imperialism has got <laughs> to end. Fuck you, Marky Mark. They were Didn't he? <laughs> holy shit, dude. What? Wasn't he almost on he was almost on a fucking plane on 9-11? I'm he's not got, even he's, kidding. He's one of those guys too? Yeah. Because, like, Seth MacFarlane was also one of those dudes. He was supposed to be on, like, United 93. Yeah. No, he was. Uh, it, because I remember reading about how there was this shitty quote where he said, if I was on that plane, it wouldn't have happened. And it's like, fuck you, you oh, piece of shit. Yeah, that's Like, right. are you kidding me? Like, you would have been some hero boy or something. Yeah, dude. It's, dude. That infuriated me. But it's just so funny that, like... That he caused 9-11. Have you seen... I mean, that's something he would say, though. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? 
like him, his absence caused 9 11. Well, dude, no, speaking of that shit, he had another like he thing. Had, like, that's what he's saying. He had another thing recently oh, saying, uh, like, I hope God will forgive me uh, for making boogie nights. And it's like, what? fuck you, that's dude. What, like, There's so much, like, sincerity and, like, so many good characters in that movie. Why would like, you, why done, you say that, though? Because it's, it's like, like a, a porn, porn star, yeah. but it's like he's looking at the surface level shit. Oh like he's God. made, he's acted so many characters that are like far more reprehensible than Dirk Diggler. Like it's so stupid. I can't, he said that about Dirk. Diggler? Yeah, because he's like a super Christian like guy. <sighs> yeah, he's like a. I was gonna say uh, someone. Hey, but name. I'll be I'll be in a movie of fucking Mel Gibson any day. Sure. I was gonna say someone's name that we know on a personal level. Like uh, uh, oh. with the initials of WW, I won't actually say. Oh, okay. You know, okay. Yeah, I, know, I, know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Sorry, listeners, bad podcasting. <laughs> but um, no, I saw. I remember watching a uh, like an exercise video of Mark Wahlberg. And it, well, I'm gonna go Mark- ahead and need every single like angle of context on this situation. I think I saw it on, on Reddit or something. And uh. like, he, it was back when he was like a more so a rapper, the Marky Mark. Sort yeah. Of thing. Yeah. And like, you know, he's fucking buff and he's like, he's like working out and shit. And he's just being a total fucking bro. <laughs> and I was like, this is probably not far off of like how he actually is. Yeah. Yeah. You know for sure. I mean? And this guy has so much fucking money now. Yeah. He's probably going to hell, right? Yeah, dude, he's he's got to be up there with like the most fucking top paid actors now. I, I think I read that he's like overpaid. Actually, oh, you're right. Yeah, right? that was on Reddit. He's like the most yeah. overpaid. Like I guess due to his box office uh, earnings, return on yeah. investment or something. <laughs> well, I mean that guy has enough money. Yeah, he's he's fine. So historical context: 2001, um, 9/11 happened uh, because of Mark Wahlberg and. I don't know, man. I think that's well, about what it. what a month is in July? So I saw this in theaters when I was ten. Yeah, and that's it's so weird that it's so weird what your memory decides is like important. Mm. Like it's weird that I remember like a de- like a decent amount of this movie, and especially the ending. And I was fucking ten years old, um, but I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't even. I don't, I don't think we even. We even bothered with this movie when I was that age. Mm-hmm. Like, I, this is the first time I've ever seen this movie, so I don't know. You're lucky, man. I'm jealous. I wish <laughs> I could see it no times. I wish I could go to space, go into a wormhole, and... Suck the memory of this movie out. Yeah, or just kill myself before I saw this movie, and then I would disappear, and then I wouldn't have seen the I movie. have to tell you, don't... St- <laughs> I'm you, ten years from now. <laughs> you don't go see this movie. It's gonna be the worst thing with little Brent Carroll. Yeah, little Brent Carroll, and and, and you know, you no know, lose a couple pounds. <laughs> Chubby fucking ten like, year old. Quit with the donuts. No, dude, this is totally unrelated, yeah. and we are we are pushing the the time. Fuck but it. fuck it. Um, I was watching Time Cop with fucking. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. It is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're it's like that. it's a bad movie, but it's so good. Yeah, because it's bad. Um, but like the the Jew politician, he's a Jew, like a politician's guy. Yeah, guy. Yeah. He like he like uses a time machine to like play politics and earn raise money for his presidential campaign. It's actually pretty pertinent oh. for Trump's like thing. Okay, it's, that's it's interesting. Cool. Yeah. But anyways, like he like 
tells his past self, like, you need to go make this deal to make this money or whatever, whatever. Yeah. And then he's just like, you know, also lay off the donuts, Jesus Christ. And, like, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> God damn it. Like, of all the things you could fucking tell your, like... Yeah, he's like, self, you know, lose funny. some... You know, don't, don't eat so much shit. <laughs> you know, like, Jesus... <laughs> No, Time Cop. I see that. Recommend, I recommend Time Cop over Planet of the Apes, <laughs> actually. Watch any Jean-Claude Van Damme movie over this one. I was disappointed about how many splits he had in that, though. He only had, like, three splits. Oh, that's... I'm not going to watch it now. He had it's plenty of... Waste. He, had, he, he, had, he had plenty of kicks and plenty of window... Um, <laughs> There's so many times in that movie where people get thrown out of windows and oh, stuff. Oh, dude, they're oh, it's 80s so movies, much. man. It's great. That was a staple. <laughs> it was a signature love move, it. if you will. A signature move. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, should I I'd wrap up? I want to do some wrap-up thoughts? Yeah, sure. So here's your your final argument on why this is yeah, one of I the mean, worst I, movies. Yeah, I mean, I think this movie encapsul- like, encapsulates everything bad about Tim Burton. I think it... Uh, it definitely captures his juggling of tones that's like massively unsuccessful. Um, he he uses his like closed sets here, um, and it's a huge detriment to the movie. It makes it feel small, and everything's so cluttered, uh, and it ages terribly, just like Batman. Um, the way that it's shot isn't interesting. It's there's mm. there there was one scene with like a mirror and the camera spins around and you're like, oh, we were upside down. And I like picked that, that was out. So fucking yeah, I like my yeah. brain like picked that out because I was like, oh, okay, you're doing something at all with the camera <laughs> instead of just like tripod by. That's actually a very good point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's almost like that Batman v Superman scene where there was a joke and I was like, oh, why why does that feel weird oh because everything's so boring and dull um (laughs) and so i mean yeah and it's 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 hard for me too to be um objective about this like with the original planet of the apes being like one of my favorites i think you can be objective i I think i i I feel like i have a pretty objective perspective like it's it's just not well done it's like trying to like do these weird callbacks and like uh like rejigger different ideas that were in the original, but doing them poorly and making them muddled and confusing and not clear. Um, and uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's Mark Wahlberg is nothing in this movie. Mm. Like he's like Sam Worthingtoning <laughs> it up and Jai um, Courtneying. Yeah, Jai Jai Courtneying it up. Uh, it's like I'm generic white, white protagonist I'm, man. I'm a white guy who's strong because white guys are strong in action movies what huh (laughs) (sighs) oh god can we talk about that (sighs) yeah dude him and his fucking heavy breathing like matthew fox from lost shit and his fucking eyebrows were always looking like confused i'm doing it i'm doing some wacky eyebrow marky mark shit i'm so like confused but angry also (laughs) like that's a confused angry face yeah is Mark Wahlberg's shtick yeah, I mean this this movie takes a good original and just makes everything less interesting, uh, less emotional, and like less impactful than anything in the original. It's an utterly pointless movie. Um, there, it shouldn't exist. Like, it's it can be forgotten to time, and nobody would ever ever know or Great. give a shit. Mm-hmm. So that's I guess. <laughs> okay, so. Uh... I mean, you can... Why is this movie great, Adam? 
So a lot of a, a lot of people make a whole bunch. Of, they made money. They made money. They, 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 shut the fuck up, Brent. You stupid <laughs> ass. I'm not gonna go that dumbass. All route. right, all right, all right. They just make you. It okay. was on a company so, miners, dude. I had nothing. I had nothing. <laughs> all right. A, a bold effort, bold move. I, yeah, I should say, right. but un, but not fair. Anyways, <laughs> um, I uh, let me let me do my best here. Um. They they had a um, very attractive um, woman in it, and she uh, was very pretty. Yeah, this is a blonde. better route than the one I took. <laughs> Paul Feig doesn't have any attractive women in his movies. <laughs> All you get is the fat chick. Oh god. I'll just go this route. I'm in hell anyway. Fuck it. Oh, you know, like double down, just dude. double fucking down. Just get down. vile and gross. Oh, with it. There was there's there's more cleavage in this movie than the entire Ghostbusters film. Good, good. <laughs> yes, continue, please. This is so good. No, I'll, I'll stop there. Um, <laughs> no, what was funny about her character is that yeah, she looks so fucking stupid though. Like oh my god, Michael Jackson. <laughs> lady no the the chick the uh the blonde chick oh yeah yeah yeah. like she (laughs) that costume design doesn't hold up in modern era you can only do that in the 60s man and um i will commend it on the uh lack of cgi usage there wasn't that much it was a lot of practical stuff the the apes weren't cgi Mm mm-hmm um, there were humans dressed up in costumes, which is kind of cool, actually. I like that. Yeah. Um, uh, um, uh, I had more. Hold on. <laughs> I said it's not CGI monkeys and no world. Bi- well, those notes aren't helping me out here. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, all right, guys. Well, thanks for checking out uh, this episode of Director Shut Showdown. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you got, give me, I'm going to get at least one more point through. Um, I don't know. It, it's, a, it, it's, a, it's a coherent film, somewhat. Mm-hmm. Like, I understood what was happening except for probably the ending. I think I understood yeah. the whole plot. No, I didn't. What am I talking about? <laughs> Not not the perform. I thought you'd go for the performances a little bit. Like some what? of them were pretty all right. I don't know. Like um, Mark Wahlberg was really was I mean, really not nothing. More so the apes. Um, oh yeah, Paul Giamatti was really great. Like yeah. he always is. Um, like you just imagine Paul Giamatti in an ape suit. Just like Paul that's Giam- that's literally the character. If you're gonna sure. watch this movie, just cu- do a supercut of Paul Giamatti. It's gotta be like- on YouTube, right? A Giamatti <laughs> supercut. The only reason this movie should exist. Yep. He's great. He's he's a slave owner, um, human slave owner sort of sort of fella, and mm. he's and he really sells it. He really doubles down on the the camp yeah. form. Uh, to, I I mean I didn't particularly care for Tim Roth. Um, I mean I'm just being honest with that. Like he's just kind of just angry. He's like a Marvel villain almost. Just really yeah, right. Basic yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> Helen Bonham Carter, you know, she was pretty good. I mean, like she was she was in. She wasn't her like typical. Oh, I'm this like zany goth woman, you know. <laughs> so I guess I should commend her on that, like, because yeah. she's actually a great actress. I think yeah, she's that really she good. she's really good in 
she does have a great range, but unless she's like in in her husband's movies, <laughs> in her husband's movie where she gets fucked by other men, um, <laughs> usually Johnny Depp, sometimes other people. Well, it was gonna be Marky Mark this yeah. this this go around. Oh, but yeah, this I mean, I mean, it's not it's not a great movie. It's not, no. but it's 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 better. It's more competent competently made than uh, unaccompanied minors. Um, I think on a technical level, like Tim Burton's better than um, Paul Feig, because Paul Feig is just kind of like I, like he doesn't know he doesn't know how to do movies, and Tim Burton at least like this is a movie at least I should say, like yeah, shot like a I mean that's movie. that's hard to argue. That's really hard to argue because watching, I mean I mean <laughs> watching the next couple is gonna be fucking rough, but like. Yeah, I mean that. That I mean, so far, like Batman and Planet of the Apes, sure. they were filmed. It as, looks like stage plays, but they still have a. Type but of at movie least he quality. has an understanding, like sure, sure. as opposed to Paul Feig, who's like sets a camera down. Like I've said that millions yeah. of times, <laughs> but it's true. It's like he doesn't do any directing, so mm-hmm. like just sh- pure sh- schlock just comes out with Paul Feig. Yeah. And that's the real. That's the only thing that's gonna get me through the season is just like how incompetent Paul Feig is. You know? <laughs> yeah, so man. That's, that's 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 all I gotta say. All right, uh, we got any plugs? Plugs on this one? Um, um, hey, well, I think uh, I think yay, Time Slice is out. Go watch Time Slice. Oh yeah, I think that finally came out. I've heard through the grapevine. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been a long time in the in the fucking works, but it's finally done. Um, let's see all the other podcasts. Fam films. Check out fam films. Um, Check out Revenge of the Squeakle. Yep, Revenge of the Squeakle. Um, uh, and then check out their new podcast. Yeah, right? Countdown the, uh, to Infinity. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Yeah, it's going to be dope. You might hear some familiar voices on that one uh, if everything pans out. Um, yeah, you got anything else? Anything else cooking? Yeah, well, um, from, uh, the f- from our family to yours at, you know, from Director Showdown, we like to wish you guys a... Happy New Year, and hope yeah. uh, you get to see some fireworks because we've seen plenty of fireworks down There's here. Plenty now. down here, they're not fun. <laughs> all of them are just—they're all blood. It's all yeah. just explosions of blood, and it's really—it's actually kind of cool. Actually, it's kind of cool, but neat. it's also the most grim thing you'll ever see in your life. Um, guys, don't sin. Don't yeah, sin. Just, uh, don't don't do it. We actually not have even confirmed once. that if you. On your deathbed, if you can, right before you die, <laughs> ask for forgiveness, then you're good. We've actually confirmed that that is a legitimate thing. All you but gotta we didn't do, do is say like, "I fucked up," and please forgive me. And that's and you're it. You're good. Yeah, and you're in. It's like you can, easy. you can be a Roman Polanski. You can be a Donald Trump. Anybody. It doesn't matter. Anybody. <laughs> Literally anybody. And you're good. So you can be a Hitler. And, and Hitler just you're up in the pearly gates. Yep. But yeah, but seriously, guys, uh, here's to a new year, 2018. Oh, yeah, 2018. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be a busy one, man. It's You're gonna, gonna have. Be... We have a lot of things upcoming. Um, yeah. If we do manage to get out of here, but you know, we'll see. It's gonna be exciting. So yeah, happy new year, year, guys. Yeah, have a good one. <laughs>